Lottie's POV. The scene before me blew my eyes wide open as I stood at the door, amazed at what I saw. Kara and Manda were a religious family, so keeping a cross in their bedrooms was very normal. I couldn't care less about Manda stopping the entity, but rather what had happened before that. I ran straight to Kara exploding with all types of questions. Kara had never been the same after that day for some reason. A few months later, we discovered the history of the old rusted house we called home with the help of the old neighborhood library. Old titles like Wellsprings Weekly or Paranormal Cospiracize stated a lot of rumors, but also true statements and even the background of the lady and the house. After a while of staying at hotels and staying from home for periods, we eventually needed to go back because of financial reasons. Kara was there, but she wasn't there mentally. Despite our decision to stay at an extended stay hotel, she remained at the house for some reason, we couldn't imagine her wanting to be there after what happened, but there was no way of talking her out of it. We came back to the house and from that point to the next two months, it was all a blur. To this day, I still don't remember what happened in those few months. It's like we weren't alive anymore. When the lights turned on, or the doors closed by themselves, nobody even cared we just looked and kept doing what we were doing. We felt that as long as the entity didn't bother anyone physically, we were alright. After the incident with Kara, we all slept in the same room, and no one left out the room at night at all. There was a bucket where we relieved ourselves to avoid having to walk around the house at night, and we kept the lights on, not that it would do anything, but it attacked Kara in the dark, so it caused her a lot of trauma when in the bedroom. I wasn't scared of that thing, it wasn't creepy to me that we had something in our house. When Kara and Manda were gone, I took out my recording gear. I sat it in each room and watched from my monitor to see what the spook looked like and when I caught it, snap. It would be right there in the palm of my hand. After hours of sitting alone watching TV, I heard a lot of activity upstairs. I walked up there to see if it was my ghost, but not before grabbing my phone. Going up there with the recorder on play, I crept up on the thing trying to get as much footage of our guest. I wanted to show the world no I wanted to rub it all in Manda's face for always doubting that I was just crazy, or being silly deep inside. And I had been telling her for so long about these things, and she never liked when I spoke about it. I started creeping towards the room but nothing was there. I walked into the room instead of being in the doorway but after a few seconds of being in there, I heard all alarms go off on my cameras downstairs. I quickly turned around and ran hastily down the stairs and boom. A bunch of thumps until I was greeted by the floor below me. The aching I felt was dreadful. I couldn't move my left arm and I lay only able to see so much as a foot in my view. A pair of blackish bluish feet stood right in front of me. I couldn't breathe anymore and panicked for my life but I didn't realize I was being dragged somewhere. Manda's POV. PRT. 2. I dreaded going back to that house. Kara hadn't been the same since we got here, and Lottie is absorbed in the paranormal stuff that surrounds us every day. I and Kara came to my parents' house to enjoy life again but it was bugging me that Lottie didn't come and now our parents are worried about her. We got back at 2.30 in the morning, and walked into a big mess everywhere. Lottie was nowhere to be found and so I started looking for her everywhere until I was bothered by Kara who had been screaming in the basement. I ran where she was to see what was wrong my throat had this hard feeling like I was trying to swallow a big rock. Lottie was lying on the floor and it looked like she had been gutted. Blood was everywhere all over the place and she was mangled. Her arms looked like noodles and her face her face looked like she was screaming. We called the police immediately and gave them the address they came in only a few minutes. We spoke with them for a while telling them of the paranormal background we believed was in the house but the look on their faces showed that this was more than just a call from some kids. No, they'd been here before. One officer took me and Kara to a place where it was quieter, he then explained all of the situations that had really gone on, 
He told us there were many officers that they had sent to investigate all of the disappearances, but they all went missing. It's a small town and we have a little population here. The mayor has told us many times that we can't just ignore a house so that's the reason why it's still for sale. That is what he explained to us as we looked in confusion. So, you're gonna clear the mess up, and act like this never happened? I asked. His face became long and his eyes went down. I and Kara looked at each other in disbelief, but we can see that he was serious about what he said. A few days later we were calling our parents to explain the issue and had to tell Lottie's parents the information. I'll never forget their sobs sitting in the living room. We went to a very sad funeral. She was my best friend if we would have convinced her to come with us she would still be here today. The end.